Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, everybody out there in Clicksland, and welcome to another episode here on Clicksing It. I, like always, am your host, Adam. This is episode 182, and we got Dan and we got Ryan. I almost said Miles because he's a usual or a uh, regular on this show, but he couldn't make it today because he forgot his daughter's birthday. Yes, I'm calling you out, Miles. But hey, being four for five is not bad at all. That's still a passing grade. So we're going to talk about some states results out there in Clicks Land. We are going to talk about our Cheesehead Championship, which is at Coliseum Gaming on August 29th. We also have our states coming up on July 29th, which is just about two weeks away. We're going to go over the Scott Porter unboxing figures so far. So this is being filled on Wednesday, so we have not seen Thursday's or Friday's results just yet. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the pulp format. So first off, like I said, we have the Cheesehead Championship coming up on August 26th. That's going to be three weeks after. After Gen Con in Kenosha, Wisconsin at Coliseum Gaming. And from what I heard Ryan and Dan talking about before is they fixed it where if you search the radius in that area, Coliseum Gaming does now show up. Is that correct, Ryan? Yeah, it was uh, something missing in the address, uh, but it's fixed now. So you should be able to search for it and find it easily. So yeah, either type in Coliseum Gaming in the Kenosha area, bottom half of Wisconsin, or... Just uh, look for a radius in that area. Uh, we'd love to have you down there. We have tons of prizings, not just for the top eight, but for everyone that shows up. So everybody out there will be walking away with something. We got, I got a whole box full of prizing from our sponsors over at Glass Cabinet Hobbies. He gave me a couple of, uh, I always forget, what are those things called where they come with a figure? OP kits? Um mm-hmm. Where we have a Shaggy one from Batman Team Up. We have a Spider-Man one. And I forget the other one. I think it's a Exoswords one. And then we have um, a bunch of Ellie's. We've got boosters. we got a ton of stuff. Show up. You're going to walk away with plenty of stuff. It is a $40 buy-in. But the winner is going to be walking away with a case of probably Notorious. And then, actually, it will be Notorious. It just depends if it's going to be there in time. If it's not, the winner will get that shipped off to them. Second place gets a brick, and then third through eighth will also get boosters of Notorious, and then fellowship for the best team out there will also be walking away with a brick of Notorious. So a ton of prizing. Now, that is that is based off 20 participants, so if we get 20 people to come, that's the prizing. If we get more, it'll be more. If we get less, it might be a little bit less. But uh, we, I think we have around seven or eight people signed up, but there is still time, and you just sign up and pay when you get there. That's way there's no kind of, you don't have to worry about getting refunded if you can't make it. Uh, be there by 1030 with your build sheets, dice roll at 1115. And then there will be a dinner break in there as well. But then we also on July 29th, we have our states tournament for Wisconsin. 
that start time is 11 or 12. I can't remember. And uh, no, we got 10, 10.30 also. 10.30 um, also? Registration, yeah. All right, so 10.30, get there, register, and I'm sure dice will roll around 11, 11, 15. And then I know we have around 9 or 10 people to show up. Hopefully we can bump that up a little bit more. Dan's going to be judging along with Anthony Barnstable, who's going to be coming later that day, probably after the first or second round, because I know he has the work, but he's going to help us out with some judging. And, yeah, see who can win ourselves a state uh, championship. Hopefully it's someone from Wisconsin, but maybe it'll be someone from another state. I know Lucas is talking about coming down. We'd love to have anybody else in the area to come down for it. Um, Other than that, the only thing else that's coming up is Gen Con, which is August 5th. I will be down there on August 5th doing Battle Royals. I'm coming down Friday night. And I'll see everyone that's showing up on that Saturday. All right. Uh, let's talk a little about state's results. We won't go. Actually, we will go through all of them that are on HC units. So HC units is the big um, hero clicks team building website right now. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you do. It is awesome. I'm still making the transition from the realms to units. It's kind of like that Mac to PC or PC to Mac transition. You can, it takes a little bit of time. You just can't fly into it. But uh, let's talk about the Pennsylvania one first. So the winner of that one was TJ Wheeler, and his team was Dark Phoenix, Die Tyrant, Saki with the cloak, Cosmo with the emotional modifier, Hope Summers, the super rare, Batman Prime, the uh, Green Lantern with the utility belt and Green Lantern ring, and the Avengers Spider-Man. So he was doing the big swap for Masters of Evil. Uh, for Tennessee, winner was was there only four people that showed up for Tennessee? No, I think they only did the top four builds. Okay. Yeah, it looks like they did top four. Okay, yeah. good. Um, Zach Brazer won that. He did World's Finest at full. Good boy right there with the utility belt. Uh, Franklin Richards, and then the uh, Chainsaw Wonder Woman with the golden armor. Love to see that uh, World's Finest at full is getting some respect. Uh, Nebraska, it was Kevin Nelson. He did the switch uh, with the Darkhold, uh, Arachnite with the Soul Sword, Wonder Woman, Chainsaw, Saturnine, the LE with a Magim's Jasper and a Felix Faust. We got New Mexico, <clears throat> who was Ryan Stevenson, who played Prime Wonder Woman. Uh, Saki with the cloak, Demon in Armor with Captain Carter's shield, Chainsaw Wonder Woman, Saturnine, and Felix Faust with U.S. Agent Shield. We got oh, that's a pulp. We're not going to worry about that quite yet. Uh, North Carolina was Jacob Bishop. He did Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, Sky Tyrant with the Necro Sword, Venom Magneto, Mephisto, Molecule Man, Commissioner, and Prime Hulk with the cloak. Uh, Louisiana was Scott Crampton with Switch, Scarab, Silver Carnage with the Clay, Kill, King Killmonger, Commissioner with the Shock Gauntlets. Uh, Green Lantern, the KC one with the Green Lantern ring, and then Prime Hulk with the levitation, cloak levitation with his bystander, the Scott Crampton. Puerto Rico was Mario Mario Rivera, who played Prime Spider-Man with the Black Symbiote, Switch with the Angler, Saki with the cloak, Venom Magneto with the Darkhold, and Faust with the Super Soldier Serum. Interesting choice there. Um, South Dakota was Alex Mater. With Prime Spider-Man, Iron Inquisitor, Ghost Goblin, Magneto cloak, with the Cloak of Levitation, Mephesto with the Sinestro Ring, and Commissioner. 
Uh, Mississippi was Scott Crampton again with the exact same team that I just named off for his Louisiana one. So he's got two state championships underway. And then Ryan Stevenson was Arizona, which was prime Wonder Woman with the belt and the lantern, Saki with the cloak, Demon in Armor with the shield, Chainsaw Wonder Woman, Saturnine, and Felix Faust with the agents. Uh, did he win two? Yeah, he won New Mexico, I believe, too. Oh, nice. Um, so he played with the exact same team he did for that one. So uh, congratulations to all the winners. Now, this isn't every winner out there. I know um, the creator of this didn't get all the uh, state results, but he did get most of them, and I'm sure they're just filling in um, as they play. So looking at the teams, I don't see a lot of variation. I see a lot of, I don't want to say copy and paste, but it is a lot of the same old figures. I don't see. Hey, I'll be right back. Go ahead. I don't see too much variation. It's mostly, you know. Well, it's hard when you had a couple of people that won two different states as well. So that kind of muddies the water a little bit. Yeah. I'm not taking it. I'm not saying taking anything away from their wins. They did very well. I just mean that it just is harder when they like, you're not going to see different teams because they, they obviously won multiple events. Yeah, why fix it when it's not broken? Uh, I mean, these are all the top figures in there and the top players as well. Uh, I would like to see some sort, <clears throat> excuse me, of, like I said, we're not trying to pick on anybody, but we're like a outside-the-box kind of team where it kind of takes people by surprises or by surprise. I'm sure there are some teams in there that we didn't go over. I would just like to see one of those teams go all the way and win for a change. But... Still, I'm not taking away from anybody. Congratulations to all the winners there. Uh, that is all the states we have reported, at least on 8C units. But I'm sure, like I said, there are more out there and there will be more to come. Um, we will make sure to let... I forget who the creator of this website is. I apologize. I've heard it a couple times. But whoever it is, you're doing a great job with this website. Keep it up. And if you do know it, uh, I know he does take suggestions for the website uh, so if you want to contact him, let him know what you think about it <clears throat> and if you have any suggestions for it. And we will definitely report our Wisconsin to um, him when it happens. Uh, all right. Scott Porter finally released his uh, notorious unboxing, at least the first three boosters. Now, I haven't had a, the best chance to watch the videos. I have just looked at some of the figures. Um I did notice, though, on day one, and maybe, Dan, you saw the um, video, but was there a booster that he pulled two super rares in? Uh, I believe so, because it was the Harley Quinn God Pack that was, were confirmed that those are a thing. So so I guess I'm a little confused. How was it a God Pack if he only pulled two super rares in it, or was uh, it more? Because it's like a Harley Quinn pack, so it has like a bunch of the animated series Harley Quinn characters in it. Okay. So, because I think it had, what was it? I think it had King Shark and Frank the Plant, which they're both in the series. Gotcha. And I think it so that, was, that's why there was a Harley Quinn and a Poison Ivy, and it was also what's his name, Cy Borg Borgman. Uh, uh, yes, I so. yeah. Um, so yeah, we did get King Shark, the Suicide Squad Shark, the Sylvester Stallone one, and then we had the Frank the Plant one, who just all I can think of is the plant from. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which is a great movie, great musical if you've ever seen it. Uh, so let's talk about day one figures. I'm going to just start all the way over here. <coughs> Excuse me, at um, Cyborgman. 
So he is 45 points. He's got um, Transporter 2 or Transporter 6, but only to carry characters with the Gotham City Underwood Underworld keyword. So a really good taxi. And then he has another trait, which is adjacent from the characters that share a keyword, have him have Safeguard Vine Control. So his keywords aren't too bad. Gotham City Underworld, Pass, Robot, Soldier, Spy, and Vehicle. So he's got a nice deterrent for like a scarab team he got perplexed and he's a good taxi he's not bad for 45 points uh poison ivy we're not going to go too in depth into these because we like to save that for the review but because we only have uh three days worth we'll talk about some of them uh poison ivy was the rare she's either 50 or 80 points she has a trait uh free make uh, an attack targeting an opposing character that attacked Poison Ivy or another friendly character with the Gotham City Underworld keyword since your last turn. When Poison Ivy attacks a character that damaged a friendly character named Poison Ivy since your last turn, modify her attack by her attack and damage by plus one. So she kind of works with Poison Ivy uh, or with uh, Harley Quinn. And then she has another trait. The first time Poison Ivy will be KO'd, instead turn her to click nine and KO any number of friendly Thorn Vine bystanders Heal Poison Ivy one click for each Thorn Bystander KO'd. And the way you make those is it's just free. Generate a Thorn Bystander max four in a square within range and on a fire. And they are Flurry Explort, except they got an eight attack. So they're not great. Uh, I don't know if you're going to waste an action doing that. Now, if you could somehow team her up with the Prime Iron Spidey and give those things an 11 attack. Uh, you know that they have Batman. You know they have Batman enemy, right? So they can literally do that themselves, the copy attack values. Oh, they do have the Batman team enemy, so never mind. They can do that. <laughs> like they just you just park someone next to them and they're like, Alright, I'm now on eleven. Yeah, they don't do team abilities for bystanders too often, but when they do, they're good. So yeah, they do have the Batman enemy team or the Batman enemy team ability. So that, that does make them a lot better than um I thought. So I think she'll be a fun piece. I mean, she doesn't have any move and attack. She has stealth to start off with, but uh, she's a fun piece. I wish she had stealth on that 50-point click with that combat reflexes. That would have helped her out a lot. But um, cool sculpt. I like it. Uh, the sculpt is dope because it also shares with the Play at Home Kit 1, which the Play at Home Kit 1 has its own advantages. Like I think he just showed that off today, I think. Uh, next one is Harley Quinn. Her only trait and power is when establishing theme teams, Harley Quinn may choose a character that shares a keyword with her. That character gains Gotham City. 50 points, starts with leap climb. She's a leadership. Not great, but she's... No, she, has the other, she has the other BFFs trait, too. Oh, it's not showing the other side of the card, so it must be somewhere else. Is it where if someone attacks Poison Ivy, she gets a plus one, plus one? Uh, yes, or a friendly character that shares a key, or with the Gotham City Underworld keyword, yeah. It's okay. the BFF, BFF thing. Gotcha. Uh, she does ignore characters, which I guess helps, but I don't think you're doing too much with that leap climb, unfortunately. I wish she had charge or at least sidestep. Um, Dan, do you want Frank the Plant, or do you want uh, King Shark? Oh, I want King Shark as a shark. All right, Ryan, you want to talk about Frank the Plant if you've got him up? Uh, yeah, so he's definitely going to see some play. Uh, he's kind of like the brain from uh, Batman Team Up. He is uh, 50 points. He has a trait, someone carry my pot. Frank the Plant may be carried as if he had Tiny, 
and then he can give in, be given a non-free action after being carried. And then he's got uh, Smoke Cloud on his top click, um, but then he moves to a special attack power, which is Blades, Claws, Fangs. And when Frank the Plant KOs an opposing character after resolutions, turn him to click one. And then he also even has a stop click on click five. Uh, with Exploit, uh, Flurry, if he takes a little damage. So uh, he's a very, very cool piece. Uh, his keywords aren't ideal. It's only Arkham Asylum and Gotham City Underworld. But between this set and the uh, Batman team-up set, I think Gotham City Underworld actually has a lot of uh, underrated pieces that could make a pretty good team. So why do you think he will see play? Am I missing something? I, I like the he can be given a non-free action after being carried, but he's only got an 11 attack smoke cloud without wit. Is it just the free attack, or is there something else I'm missing? Uh, well, no, I mean, yeah, he gets the, uh, so you put him down. He doesn't see through characters like the brain, but he can outwit somebody. Uh, he can either lay down the smoke cloud if he's on his top click to decrease their attacks next turn. <clears throat> so he just has a lot of uh, options okay. as far as what he can do after being carried. Any piece that does that is just a piece that yeah. you just keep uh, like on your radar. And you can obviously, well, he's, wait, no, he's... And masterminding him to uh, that stop click yeah. is also pretty big. Yeah, because then and you he's... put on Flurry Exploit with the Blade's power. Yeah, he's got good values. So yeah. he doesn't have Tiny. He just be maybe carried as if he had Tiny, correct? Right, so he would still block like standard character line of fire and stuff like that. It only has to do with his carried thing. Yep. But so you he, could yeah, he... equip him with like a sword... And then you could oh, yeah, have blades out with yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could do whatever you wanted with okay. equipment for him. So I mean, it's a little pricey for fifty points, but that is an option because he is technically not tiny. He just is carried as he as if he had tiny. So you put um, any the Masamura blade on him. You could put the all black if you really wanted to. You could just give him anything, and um, he could actually do six damage if you outwit something and you hit that six. So it is an option. His uh, biggest weakness is that stop click on click five doesn't have any reducers. So he's always, uh, kind of susceptible to poison or knockback, but yeah, overall I think he's cool for 50 points. I'll definitely want him. Like I said, just because he reminds me of the plant from, uh, little shop hours. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan King shark, Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. So he's, uh, either 115 or 80. Uh, actually, I don't think he, this will happen in competitive, but his for paying the other, was it 35 points? The three clicks you get are actually really good. So his like point cost to what you get, I feel like is a good balancing act they did there. But for 80 points, he is six clicks long. He's got two traits and a special speed power. And he also destroys blocking terrain. He is a dolphin, obviously. Uh, his keywords are Gotham City Underworld, Secret Six, Secret Society of Supervillains, Suicide Squad, Animal, and Brute. His first trait is regeneration as free, but only if King Shark KO'd an opposing character or destroyed an opposing terrain marker this turn. If he did both, when he uses it, don't have the result. Um, so that's really cool. Free healing is always nice, even if it's just... I mean, even just regular regen, uh, just because you've destroyed a piece of blocking terrain while you've been moving, or if you had super strength and you picked one up, uh, is great. Uh, his second trait is Battle Fury, but only if a character has been damaged since your last turn. Uh, when when King Shark destroys blocking terrain, after resolutions generate water terrain markers in the squares of the destroyed blocking terrain. So that's cool because he can just destroy a piece of terrain, sit in it, and generate water in it. So he can generate 
so that his dolphin symbol works, so he can't be shot from more than four away. So that's really cool. And then his speed power, which is on clicks one through four, is charge plasticity. Hypersonic speed, but only if King Shark occupies water terrain. When King Shark uses it, he may use Flurry as free instead of making an attack. So I love that. Uh, so he because he's that special speed power, super strength, uh, invulnerability, and uh, exploit on his top click for eighty points. And he also has the Suicide Squad team ability. So I really like this guy. I want to build with him, honestly, for team. So I, I'm I, this is one of the ones I want. He's also an A side. So he will have a prime. So I'm also really excited to see what that is because th- this is already good. Uh, the prime is going to be even better. Yeah, I wonder if they're just going to you... go with the same King Shark character or like the actual comic book one, not the movie one for the B side. I could see the um, the one from the Harley Quinn show too. Yeah, I unfortunately like Scott Porter. Have not watched that show yet. Uh, I think but there's a decent good. amount of pieces from that show in here. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about the show. Like, I've heard it's very good, uh, but I don't know anything too much about it. So, But overall, I mean, I like him a lot. Like I said, I'll probably try to build with him. 80 points is an investment, but I think he offers enough to warrant that. So, Well, he's also a brute. Did you mention that with uh, Dark Phoenix? Uh, you Yes, I also thought about it with Genesis, because Genesis can make him Arako, which makes him X-Men. Or you can do Dark Phoenix. You can also do both of those, technically. Um, at the same time, if you really wanted to, uh, so she can she can give him a free move by moving or a free attack by moving, or yeah, that's her speed power. So yeah, that there's a couple interesting combos you can come up with for that. You know, I'm always a fan of double rollouts, which he has on clicks five through seven. So um, there's also a figure I like that uh, could give him a defense power too that shares his brute keyword. So I'm cur- I'm curious if I can make that work. Uh, and then he also, so that was one booster that he pulled on day one. Another one was, had the Court of Owls Assassin, which is 25 points. Uh, trait at the beginning of the game for friendly characters with this trait, give a target token to an opposing character for all characters with this trait. When a friendly character with the assassin keyword KOs an opposing character with a target token, score 25 victory points. And then the other trait is Blades, but only if Court of Owls Assassins occupies Hindering Terrain. For 25 points, I like him. I mean, he's got 11 attack with Precision Strike, 17 ESD, Stealth, and or not ESD, uh, Combat Reflexes, and a 2 damage Shape Change. So for 25 points, very hard to kill and can do yeah. a lot of damage. Um, and then he does have a special white power on clicks 3 and 4, which is Sidestep and Stealth. And he does have Underworld, so he could carry somebody... As well, so he's a super cheap taxi. Uh, we got Lex Luthor as the 001 figure. Uh, trait is friendly characters that are adjacent or share a keyword with him have the Superman enemy. If you don't remember what that is, when you have two Superman enemies next to each other, the higher pointed character gets outwit. <clears throat> and then, I mean, he's not too much. He's sidestep flyer. He's got psychic blast. He's a leadership. He's... He's not going to see competitive play, but I think for sealed he will because he is a flyer and a leadership and an outwitter. Uh, Lightning Lord, anybody want to talk about this guy? Uh, let me just go back to him. I'm on uh, HC units. Here we go. He's got um, three different point lines: 170 or 40. 
Yes, he's got a uh, running shot, pulse wave with a 12 attack at 100 points and a 19 defense, but only willpower and enhancement. So he's kind of a cool piece uh, for just an uncommon, which you're starting to actually look at these now with the rise of pulp. His uh, trait is a perplex, and when he uses it, he may count squares in line of fire from friendly characters with the Legion of Supervillains keyword. Uh, and then if he's 100 points, he can use perplex twice a turn, which is pretty strong. I mean, uh, and then uh, he can be a twenty-one huh? defense, which is yeah. hard to hit because <laughs> you don't need you don't need to do it to attack because he's already a twelve. Maybe speed or perplex or uh, range, but I mean, if you just do it twice and make that twenty-one defense, eventually it will probably hit. But they got to be super lucky to do so. Uh, and then he's also even got another trait where uh, if he's on the theme team, when he uses the wild card team ability that he has, he may instead choose a copyable team ability from an opposing character. So also kind of a cool little thing. So uh, at 300, just modern, I don't think you're going to see him, but uh, I think that it's possible to see him like on a pulp team or something like that. Yep. Really good and sealed too. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Dan, do you want Mr. Freeze? Uh, what else do we have in the lineup? Uh, the other one is... That's it. So he must have pulled a double in this booster. Okay, I can take Mr. Freeze, although I know Ryan was really excited about him too. You can take him too, Ryan. <laughs> uh, now, Mr. Freeze, I think you're definitely going to see. Um, he has a trait where at the beginning of the game you generate two ice blocking terrain markers in any squares, at least three squares from a map's edge. And this game, those markers have adjacent characters must roll breakaway to move if they don't already. Uh, if you're not the first player, generate four, which it's also very cool to see people have another reason to either pick first player or map. Uh, but then just being able to generate a, uh, a some blocking terrain uh, that'll kind of mess with people is pretty big. And then he also has another trait. When an opposing character fails a breakaway roll after resolutions deal them one penetrating damage, uh, that's pretty awesome because that's just board-wide. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Uh, and then he's got a special attack power across his whole dial, which is in cap. Uh, and when he uses it after resolutions, deal each hit character damage equal to the action tokens. Um, and he's got five range and three bolts. So you can play him at 80 points with running shot or 50 points um, with sidestep and barrier. So I think he's a pretty cool piece also. Um, Gotham City Underworld is super strong after this and Batman team up. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going for them now. And WizKids is really doing a good job with the sculpts for rares as well. Uh, this oh, is yeah. A very they're all, cool ever since uh, Spider-Man came out, they're just pretty much all of them are just awesome. Yep. Uh, all right. Day two. Uh, first figure he pulled was Goon, which is 50 or 15 points. And the trait is when Goon is KO'd by an opposing character after resolutions, roll a D6, 3 through 6, generate a character with an expendable Goon trait on its 15-point starting line adjacent to the friendly character. Uh, not bad for 50 points. You're getting charge blades with Empower. Probably not the best. For 15 points, you're getting Plasticity Poison with empower so he's not a bad empowered person he also is gotham city underworld and batman enemy so he is a taxi for at least one person uh and that's pretty much all we got to say about goon 
Um, now that expendable goon trait is pretty big because there's a lot of characters that allow you to generate them based off of just that trait alone. Yeah, and it is a 66% chance, I think is the math there. So it is a pretty good chance you'll be getting in more goons or expendable goon trait figures with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. And they're 15 points, so they're not you're not giving up terribly a lot either. Is it, I, I got to go back, is it May or you, yeah, you may. So you don't even have to roll for it, but you can. Um, next one is the Riddler, who's an uncommon. He's 50 or 35 points. He's got a trait which is adjacent from the characters, have safeguard opposing probability control. If you weren't the first player, opposing characters within range have safeguard friendly probability control. So kind of like what Black Cat has, but you just have to make sure you're not the first player. Uh, 50 points, you're getting leap climb with a damage power, which is outwit. When Riddler uses it to target an opposing character that was targeted by Perplex since your last turn, after resolutions deal that character one damage. So it can be kind of a ping person, but that's a lot of points for just a ping. Uh, 35 points, you're not getting that power. You're just getting outwit instead. So I think he could see play at 35 because, yeah. I mean, detective's also been, like, slowly creeping up there and popular, like, with good keywords. like And him, say, giving World's Finest the ability to not be probed is kind of scary. Yeah. Having to park him adjacent to give the opposing the safeguard opposing prob kind of hurts. Yeah, I was just thinking in general, like giving that out is still good. And well, but again, it, if they choose to be first player, well, or like if you win map, you know what I mean, and you or say, well, yeah, because you can win initiative and choose to be choose the map, so then you go second. So right. you can force it to be where you're not first player, and then he's just have to be within four of them. Yeah, it's definitely not bad. And it's definitely not great. It's somewhere in the middle. I do I do wish he had that senses on his lower dial just as a rollout instead of willpower. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, all right. I know I'm going to have uh, Ryan take this next one because he loves bears <laughs> and he is a bear himself. Uh, but Polar Bear, who I am definitely modding to hold a Pepsi bottle when I get one. Uh, so, Ryan, talk about Polar Bear. Uh, so it is just a giant polar bear. Um, it's uh, got the expendable. What's that? Unfortunately, the the, the figure is not actually giant, though. Uh, yes, that is actually unfortunate. Uh, it does have the dolphin symbol, though, so it can hide in water. Um, he is he's got the expendable goon traits, uh, and then when he's KO'd by an opposing character uh, after resolutions you roll a d6 one through three you generate an ice blocking train marker in the square polar bear polar bear last occupied this game that it marker has adjacent characters must roll for breakaway if they don't already need to so they go with uh, that mr freeze pretty well that can um, lock people down he himself has plasticity uh, on his 50 point line and then uh, if you do roll a four through six on that, then you generate a character with the expendable goon trait, any of them, uh, on the 15-point starting line. So he's somebody that you can even just generate um, off of that trait when someone else dies too. So that ex expendable goon trait is definitely worth paying attention to and all the different options because we've seen a lot already and it's only been three unboxings. Yeah. I do like for 15 points, he is kind of a barrier smasher. He is charge quake, so he could take out a few... Uh, barrier markers for 15 points, especially if uh, you can generate him and then just smash through some 
thumb. There's my lifts coming back, some barrier markers. So not a bad um, option. But then you also, too, if someone just tries to kill him for 15 points, uh, that one through three, that you would generate that blocking terrain, and a close attack would then lock somebody down. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Dan, do you want Batman or do you want Lincoln March? Uh, I'll take Lincoln March. All right. Um, so Batman has Batman and JLA. He's got a trait when Batman attacks opposing characters that have the team ability chosen for JLA can't use shape change or senses. Let me read that again. When Batman attacks opposing characters that have the team ability chosen. Oh, okay. So because Avengers and JLA has changed now, if they choose teen Titans or whatever, uh, the Teen Titans people can't use shape change or senses. Got it. Right. Um, that's about it for him. He's either 70 or 40 points. 70, you're getting charge in cap with enhancement. 40 points, you're getting um, sidestep with three damage RCE. That's not bad. It's not great. Uh, so you're probably not playing this Batman. Oh, it is important to note that that JLA change is not legal in like big events until after the set drops. Yes. Um, all right. Take a uh, Lincoln March, Dan. All right. So Lincoln March is either 80 or 30 points. He has the court of owls, Gotham city, Gotham city, underworld assassin and politician keywords. He's got two traits and a special, uh, damage power. His first trait is the target. I don't think we've gone over this yet. Um, at the beginning of the game, for all friendly characters with this trait, give a target token to an opposing character. For all characters with this trait, when a friendly character with the <clears throat> assassin keyword KOs an opposing character with a target token, score 25 points. That's pretty, or sorry, 25 victory points. So that's an, just an additional points you get for KOing someone that has the token. That's pretty good. Um, his next trait is Leadership Mastermind. When Lincoln March uses leadership and succeeds, he may instead generate a um, NOT, or sorry, <clears throat> number 006, Court of Owls Assassin on click number three. And then a special damage power, which is on clicks six through eight, is Exploit Weakness Outwit. So for 80 points, he's eight clicks long, starts with hypersonic blades, close co- or combat reflexes, and exploit. Or for 30 points, you get stealth, poison, no defense power, and then the special damage power. So he's your cheap leader, mastermind, and generator for 30 points and he's also underworld and batman enemy so with an 11 attack so it's not i don't think that's bad for 30 points he might see some play there i don't know i don't think he'll see play at 80 but that's it's interesting and the target thing is just kind of a bonus so because he can still give that out and then if you have someone else with the assassin keyword on your team you're just getting a free 25 points for just KOing the figure yeah i definitely like him at 30 being your leadership outwit and goon uh, generator. Um, if he had some sort of stealth to go with that first click, I would say yes, because an 18 combat reflexes and stealth is always hard to hit, but being out in the open, uh, he's a little bit more vulnerable. And it's sick. I mean, I know we're lowering the stats for movement because the, the board is shrinking, but that six hypersonic is rough. I mean, for like the character, it makes sense. Like, I, I understand the stats being low, but. Like, still being able to move and then make an attack and move away is still good. 
yeah. some of these pieces just aren't going to see play until after rotation. And I think this is one of them, but yeah. um, like Deathstroke, this is, again, we're looking more at pulp sometimes too. This yep. is another rare um, Deathstroke has the assassin keyword, so he can get an extra 25 points just based off that target trait right there. Yep. And this guy gives you some cool stuff. So who is this supposed to be anyways? Does he have a real name? Lincoln March. It's Lincoln March, yeah. He's from the oh. Court of Owls. Okay. It's I, I don't actually it says his real name is unknown though, so I don't really know who it is either. He just he uh, looks like a Batman wannabe, so I didn't know if it's some version of Batman. No, or not. they're they're Batman enemies. They're the Court of Owls. They're like I don't know how else to it's a really long explanation, but they're they're a Batman enemy. Okay. It's, it's a legal thing for uh for birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, next one, we have a Black Manta Goon, uh, 50 or 15 points, which seems to be kind of the Goon price range, but he has the Expendable Goon trait again. Uh, if he's KO'd, roll a, roll a D6, 1 through 3, generate a water terrain marker in the square he last occupied, or 4 through 6, uh, generate a Expendable Goon or character with the Expendable Goon trait on its 15-point starting line. Uh, starts at 50 points with Running Shot, Energy Explosion, Enhancement, and 15 points is Force Blast, Quake, and Enhancement as well. Nothing to brag about, but he is very cool. Uh, this next one, though, is all the rage right now on Facebook, and that is the Quadrin, Qu- Quadrian Thunderer. Quadrian. Um, Quadrian. Why is he cool? Well, he's cool because of the Sinestro keyword, and he's either 15 or 50 points. So for 15 points, you're getting a Sinestro ring. Um, and he has the KO trait as usual, but his one through three is generate a standard object in a square that he last occupied and four through six is you can create a goon, but for 50 points, you got a running shot pulse wave with perplex. So if you do play him at 50 and you put the ring on him, he can do double perplex down a, uh, damage or something like that. If you play him at 15, he's got sidestep with pulse wave and shape change. So, uh, he is a warrior, so that means he can be an X-Men. Um, he's also Harold, which is, I think Harold is a decent keyword. Um, but he will definitely see play uh, for a 15-point Sinestro ring. I'll pairing him with uh, Saki is cool also, because on that 1 through 3, you could get a, a standard object for uh, Saki to power back up with. Yep. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, the perplexed thing is you can just modify a combat value. Uh, minus two, but it still can't be um, damage. Uh, with the ring, yes. Oh no, that is that just Sinestro that can do that? That's just Sinestro, yeah. Batman team up. Sorry, okay. I want. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I knew the I knew the Sinestro could. I didn't know if the ring could do that or not. Um, I'll take the next one, and then you guys can take the cool ones. I'll take the lame figures. Um, <laughs> this is Sinestro. This is like big head alien Sinestro. Not a fan of the skull. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a super friend, or is it? I'm pretty sure it's super friend Sinestro. I think you're right. He's hard to look at. R- Ryan <laughs> does not is not about the ugly sculpts. Like, hey, look, you gotta. Ryan, is, it, is it the purple? Is it the purple that's the problem, or is it something else? It's his face. Ryan oh, okay. hates old hero clicks. He really does. He cannot the melted stand them. candle wax. Yes, just he cannot get like, them off the map. He cannot stand them. Um, anyways. <laughs> He is 90 or 60 points. He has two traits. First one is leadership from the characters with the Sinestro keyword, have the Injustice League keyword or the uh, team ability. And then yellow ring, perplex, but only do negatively modify combat values. 
when a friendly character with the Injustice League attacks an opposing character that has a negatively modified combat value, their attack rolls of 10 and 11 are crit hits. For 90 points, you're getting Running Shot, Psychic Blast with Shape Change and ESD. For 60 points, you're getting uh, Shape Change or um, Senses, Persistent Strike, Toughness, and Shape Change. I don't think this guy is that good. Uh, probably won't see anything except for fun casual play. We got a very cool utility one in Wonder Woman 80, and then a very cool one in uh, in Batman, Batman Team, up. team Up also. Yeah, there's it's hard. To, no reason to play this piece. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of competition for just basic Sinestro. Yeah. Um, all right. So ugly. Who would like Necron, who is ugly but also beautiful at the same time? What's the other choice? Uh, Kite Man. Oh, I definitely. Oh, well, I'll, I'll give it to Ryan. Not Ryan can take whichever one he wants. Uh, I can go with Necron. <laughs> All right, take Necron. Uh, so there's definitely going to be a cool hype with the Black Lantern Corps. Um, the trait that he has is free generate a grave hindering terrain marker within range and line of fire. Friends, uh, friendly characters with the Black Lantern Corps keyword occupying or adjacent to any friendly grave terrain markers may heal past their starting lines if healed by a character with the Black Lantern Corps keyword. So I know who I'd park in one of those right now without even knowing other figures in the set currently. Who is that? Prime Wonder Woman, just right off the rip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, 60, so that's, 60 points with her, yeah. I don't think they've ever created a character that does something that powerful. That's why so I'm surprised he's not at least a super rare. No, I'm happy that he's a rare because it'll be much easier to acquire. No, I'm glad he is too. I'm just... For his sculpt and what he does, being I was, and when we first heard that he was being made, I was thinking at least super rare. Um, yeah, absolutely, not not rare. He's uh, he's a little rough on the top click at 125 points. He only has stealth with a 12 attack um, and 19. But he's a giant. For exploit, he is giant, which means you're not equipping him with anything off the bat. Uh, he does have a seven range for, again, when uh, rotation happens, seven range is pretty huge. Uh, and he does see through hindering. So he's got a couple of cool things, but I think you're either playing him at 75 or 40 just for that effect alone. And probably just at the 40 for the prob and that uh, generate a grave marker trait. So the other thing, too, is he also has steel energy from rain, from closer range attacks. So I, I think he could... If, if you place himself in a hindering terrain, mar- the grave marker, I think he could heal past his own starting line. Oh, that's actually... If, if you hit... If so, like, you, you start him at 40, you park him in his own grave marker because he can just generate it, and then you shoot something, he's got steel energy from range, and he heals a click, and he just starts slowly yeah, yeah. No, that's actually really cool. I didn't even think about that. I was trying to think if the wording messed that up, but I don't think it does because it says if healed by a character, not like another character. So that should work. Yeah. So, yeah, you can easily get him up there too. So he creates his own. Well, actually, um, can't you just put him next to a grave marker and then just use support to heal him up? Yeah, I don't. You just have to give someone with, I mean, the indigo ring is there. Yeah, um, ten points, and now you're just you're healing a forty point character, possibly crazy high. He's got Harold also, so put him with Indigo One. Yeah. Uh no, because oh, no, no, because he had had the Black Lantern core keyword. Yeah. Yeah, he had the keyword, so you could give someone the ring for support and do yeah. it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, uh, honestly, though, that's not going to be super hard to get a 40-point piece, kind of like the Hulk, to get him super yeah. high like that. But I like that he just is, I can just shoot you from range. Like, I don't have to necessarily be right up in your face. Like, you kind of have to go to him a little bit. I mean, he's only a 17, granted, but I don't think that's necessarily bad. Yes, it's going to all depend on what else we get for uh, Black Lantern. I know the chases are going to be Black Lantern, but hopefully we get some... uh, Are you sure the chases are Black Lantern? I would think so. They haven't confirmed it yet. That's going to be my guess. So far, they've only shown the um, The the zombie guys. Yeah, what was the suit? I didn't. I don't remember the um, <clears throat> the keywords on the Superman. Does anyone remember those? Uh, there was not Black Lantern. It wasn't. There, no, oh, it's that's Mon- that's on. the Apocalypse. Cease, not Black Lantern. Yeah, it's Apocalypse Justice League Kryptonian Metropolis Monster Reporter. Okay, yeah, that's that's. I was thinking zombie, so automatically I went to Black Lantern. Um, but that's the Cease. That's a different storyline. Uh, but hopefully we get some, like, reanimates, I think they were called, in War of Light. Some generics for Black Lantern. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. But I think this guy could, I mean, if that one rise power with the Grave Hindering tray marker works at 40 points, he definitely could see some play. I, just, I think he does, absolutely, yeah. I don't know how I just, He's that. just a good piece for 40 points. He's your prob. He's got the Grave Marker thing. I mean, he's Power Cosmic, Giant. It gives you quite a bit. Yep. Um, all right. Kite Man, Dan. Okay, I was not expecting this guy to be a super, honestly, when uh, Porter pulled him. So he's either 40 or 25 points. He's got two traits and a special speed power that he has on clicks one through five. Uh, he's got the Arkham Asylum and Gotham City Underworld keywords. His first trait is other friendly characters with the Gotham City Underworld keyword within four squares can use Mastermind, but only to choose Kite Man, regardless of adjacency. When they do, after resolutions, place them adjacent to Kite Man. His second trait is other friendly characters that share a keyword with Kite Man have flight if they are outdoors. So depending on your map, you give guys flight. Kind of cool. And then his uh, speed power is charge. When Kite Man uses it and moves in a direct path, modify his attack and damage plus one for every two squares moved through. This counts both the square he starts in and ends in. So with his 8th speed, you're moving 4 squares, so that's plus 2 attack and damage. I mean, he's only a 9 attack and a 1 damage, so but still, gets him to an 11 for 3. So better than nothing if you have to attack with this guy. Uh, he's also got the Batman enemy team ability, and he's a flyer, but 0 range. So I don't think he's bad for 25 points at all. I actually think he'll probably see beyond some teams just for the flight and the or the cheap even just the cheap taxi. Yeah, twenty five points. I think you might be able to see that. I was I was expecting honestly just like a basic uh, like passenger four or something like that on him, but he does it a little differently. Yeah, he made it. They made it more interesting this I guess this time than just like. The, the other version that was used before. Yeah, just giving people flight. Yeah. So it's kind of it's cool. You have to share a keyword, though, so it's a little more restrictive because it's, he only has two keywords, unfortunately. Yeah. He does have a super long dial, though, which I like. He is eight clicks deep for 40 points, or he is five for 25. Yeah, so 25, I could definitely see that, just giving everybody flight that shares a keyword. But, again, you're limited to that Gotham City Underworld or Arkham. Yep. Um, But he's Kite Man. I've always liked the Kite Man guy. Um, (laughs) 
And then I know, Dan, you like the Poison Ivy from the OP kit, so why don't you uh, talk about her, her real quick because she's also in this slew of pictures on Facebook. All right, so she is either 100 points or 60 points. Uh, uh, she is either nine clicks long for 100 points or that six clicks long for 60. So ten, almost 10 points a click on either dial is good. Uh, she's got the Amazon, Arkham Asylum, Gotham City, Underworld, Armor, and Scientist keywords, so that's kind of cool because you can do some interesting things with Amazon. Um, she has a, two traits and a special attack power, which the attack power is only on clicks nine, 8 and 9. Her first trait is, at the beginning of the game, if you weren't the first player, give Poison Ivy a guy's, guy's armor token. Free, generate a plant-hindering terrain marker. This game, those markers have, when this marker hinders line of fire... Characters in then modify defense plus two. So I'd say that's pretty good just for a free thing to have happen. Um, her second trait is free, remove two plant hindering terrain markers within range from this from the map. If you do, give Poison Ivy a guy's armor token. If Poison Ivy has a guy's armor token, she can use energy shield deflection, impervious, and flight. When Poison Ivy takes damage after resolutions, remove all of her guy's armor tokens. Uh, and then her special uh, attack power, which is on her last two clicks, is Quake. When she uses it, you may remove one of her Gaia's armor's tokens. If you do, instead target all opposing characters within six squares, regardless of adjacency. And she is a uh, she has exploit on those two clicks. So, pretty cool. Um, her 60-point line is sidestep, blades, super senses, and power for four clicks. And then charge, that special attack power, regen, and exploit for the last two clicks. She has the Wonder Woman team ability as well as Batman enemy, so trying to hit her is going to be a little bit harder than you think. Um, and then the fact that you just remove two tokens and suddenly she's got uh, energy shield impervious and flight uh, along with the rest of what she can do is pretty cool. Um, she's a finesse piece, but I like her, so I, I don't know if she'll see like competitive modern play, but She's pretty interesting. So she offers a lot of different utility. All right. Uh, so that was day two, um, I believe. Let me just make sure I didn't miss. I think that was all of them, or did I miss one? Um, uh, just the maps. Oh, we did find out that Brimstone from Wonder Woman and Superman the Super Boosters is getting a legacy card, and unfortunately, Ryan didn't get one because did not. he wasn't fast enough on cool stuff for Trolling Toad or wherever <laughs> he goes. Um, but uh, last booster or last set, um, we've got the Joker Goon, which he's got the trait per usual, but then his one through three is generate a smoke terrain marker in a square adjacent or in a square he last occupied. 50 points, you're getting charge, persistent strike with exploit. 15 points, you're just getting flurry and blade. So not great, but if you can create this guy next to somebody and you have a Batman ally next to him, uh, you could do some good damage with that flurry blades. So it is quite an option. Um, I know you guys were talking about Manhunter, so which one do you guys want to talk about Manhunter? Uh, I can talk about him. Go for it. Uh, so he also has a Sinestro core keyword, so you could put the ring on him. He's only 30 points. Uh, he dies on click six. 
Uh, and his first click is a running shot, 10 attack, 18 defense with a uh, range combat expert, 2 damage. Uh, what's cool, though, is that during force construction for all characters with this trait, for every three of him that you paid to add to your force, you can add one without paying its cost. So for 90 points, you get four of them, which uh, I don't think that's competitive, but I think it's very cool to just play that uh, on a fun game. So I think I think he's neat. He looks kind of cool. Yeah. It's definitely a piece that I'll be looking to get a few of. I mean, 30 points for Sinestro Core. You're on 11 for three from range not too bad not as good as the thunderer but it's still a good option for that yeah like i don't think if you're gonna do the trick with the ring you're definitely playing that other guy for 15 points um but it's just a cool thing and if you're gonna buy or pay for 30 points on one of these guys i feel like you just have to then go all in on doing four for 90 yeah uh next one we have is bizarro so he is either 120 points or 60 his trait is when Bizarro starts the game, you may turn him to click nine, which is a running shot second blast impervious shape change. If you do this game, turn his dial in the direction of decreasing click numbers when he is damaged and in the direction of increasing click numbers when he is healed. If you would be turned past the starting line, uh, KO him, protected pulse wave. Uh, so either you're starting off with, if you're playing at 120, you're starting off with a flurry, 12 super strength, 19 defense with toughness and four damage CCE. So he is doing 13 for five. If you're playing him at 60, you get hypersonic super strength with invincible and three damage CCE. Uh, so he is doing 12 for four for 60, or you get that second blast. So kind of a Swiss army knife, but like the one you get at the dollar store that only has like three attachments on it. So he's cool. He'll be a fun one to play. Um, this is another interesting take on the Bizarro dial, though. So I, 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 I like it. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, nothing beat to me. Nothing beats the old one from. Le- uh, I can't remember if it was Superman or Legion of Superheroes, um, the one where you paid twenty five points for each Bizarro sure. token or whatever it was. But um, oh yeah, I mean that was but that and what was that? Uh, Beyonder were really hard to be. I mean that's just, yeah, they were so good during their time. Uh, so this one's okay. He'll be a fun piece to play. Uh, he won't see any competitive, but he um, can gain outwit from the Superman enemy team ability. Um, he does have some functions. I just that flurry for 120, or you know if you swap him back the other way, he ends on the flurry. I just wish he had something like a charge or something with that, but then he might be a little bit too good. Uh, dead shot. Who wants them? Um, I guess I, I will. Him. Okay. Uh, he's got that assassin keyword and uh, the target trade again, so uh, he can score that extra 25 points. He's a rare, so you can play him in pulp. He's got improved targeting. Um, what is it? Elevated, hindering, and characters, through characters. Uh, for 60 points is his only point value. He dies on click 7. He only has a sidestep with a 12 attack, precision strike, 18 combat reflexes, and range combat expert 2 damage. Uh, and then he also has a trait, which is power, range 8. Make a range attack that deals penetrating damage, but only to target opposing characters with a target token, regardless of line of fire. So it's only really useful against that one piece, but uh, nothing will stop the uh, um, the attack from going off. 
Yeah. Right. Unless you do, if you're adjacent to an opposing character, would you be able to still? Uh, yes. Yeah. No, you wouldn't be able to do it because you you have to. Uh, you wouldn't be able to, still wouldn't be able to make a range attack because you don't have the double circles with the line through it. Yeah. Okay. Regardless of line of fire. Okay. Man, yeah, he's so, he's um, okay. He could have been better. I mean, he is he's the the bullseye of the DC universe. So I was kind of expecting a little bit more. He's got way more range than and like most of the the recent bullseyes. Eight range, yes, you're you're having to take a power action for that, but that's still pretty good. Yeah, I and just, if you get the chance to put that target on someone decent, yeah, that uh, that eight range can still be. It's just like that pulse wave. Now it's a range for four, so you can still modify that range more than eight, uh, and then you can still pump up his attack or you know his damage for. Uh, for more too with enhancements and all that. So he could hit really hard on the right piece. I would have liked to see, like, if this was the A version, I would have liked to see the B version to be, was it Bloodsport from the other Suicide Squad? Yeah, that'd be Bloodsport, yeah. yeah. So if they would have made, like, Deadshot the A version, make Bloodsport the B version. I don't know if we're getting a Bloodsport. I mean, Bloodsport still might be in the set. We just don't know yet. Yeah, it would be cool if it happened. Um but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, he's okay. I think he's good in uh, sealed. He's might be some playing popper. Um, he's just okay. Uh, Brainiac. He is eighty or thirty. He has two or uh, one trait leadership. When he uses it, friendly character within range that share keyword with him are considered j- adjacent to him. Uh, and then he has a damage power, which you're only getting on his last four clicks, which you'd get on his 30-point value, which is Outwit. When Brainiac uses it to target a character that can use Impervious and the Chosen... Sorry, Outwit. When Brainiac uses it to target a character that can use Impervious and chooses a defense power, modify the target's combat value by plus one until your next turn. Why can't, I, why can't I understand that? Minus and, one. And chooses a defense power. Because uh, you can outwit a defense power and then uh, knock their defense down, or knock their combat values down by minus one as well. I'm just trying to wrap my head around that one. Brainiac uses it to target a character that can use Impervious and chooses a defense power. Modify the target's combat values by negative one. So you have to... Outwit a so like you can also like let's say they have the Wonder Woman team ability, you can outwit oh, okay. super senses, and even if yep. they have impervious, so yep. so you have to like outwit. Okay, I gotcha. It's just that's... anything that would be uh, in your damage slot. Okay, I think you can D- still defense. outwit, him, or I don't know if you can. You can outwit impervious, and then you get the modifier. That's what I was wondering, because if you outwit the impervious, they can't use it anymore. So then, would the modifier still take place? So it'd have to be you'd have to outwit a different defensive power that they can somehow use and not the impervious. Am I reading? No, that right? you could just outwit you could just outwit any defense power. That that character couldn't use. So it says to target a character. So you're targeting first and then you're outwitting. So that yeah. should meet the requirements. Okay. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because you, you just you just the target or targeting them is the trigger, not the not the outwitting portion. Uh, regardless, I don't think this guy's good. <laughs> For 80 points, you're getting sidestep pulse wave with prob. Uh, 30 points, maybe. Uh, you're getting phasing, precision strike, and then that outwit power. I don't 
He's also your leader, so for 30 points, he's cheap leader. He's also got team player. He is. So if you were to get your leadership role, you could take it off from someone across the board, correct? The way no. that's worded? Within range. Within, so it's within five. Oh, sorry, within range. Um, so you roll your leadership, you get a six. If someone's within five, you could just take it off that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was kind of hoping there'd be more to him with that are considered adjacent, like he had empower or something like that. Um, I mean, there are it's some things. It's still just an uncommon, though. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of some ways to use that more efficiently, like if you wild carded um, PD or um, defenders, maybe, something like that, just to get a little bit more out of that power. I think this is still just another one of those pieces that you're just looking at more after rotation when you're playing more frequently on smaller maps. Yeah. And everyone's just a little bit closer overall. And, and the, the pieces that they're playing, there's going to be a big shakeup post rotation. So, I mean, this, again, the area's going to have to, like, the landscape's going to shift quite a bit post rotation. Cosmic robot and scientists could get huge buffs too. So, yeah. And for that power, it's just he just has to use leadership. He doesn't have to succeed in it. So when he uses leadership, um, and that doesn't go just for leadership, right? It can go for other powers as well. So like if you gave him the blue lantern ring and gave him empower, that still works. No, no. no. What are you talking about? Just, it's just for leadership. When he used that, friendly characters within the range that share keyword with him are considered adjacent to him. That's yeah, only it, for, it, it's, it's only- leadership. It's only for the leadership. Are we sure? <laughs> I'm not trying yeah, to say yeah. no. When, <laughs> when he That's uses all it, that stuff is when is he worded. uses it, he uses leadership, friendly characters within range. So so the, the PD and the fenders and all that wouldn't be considered adjacent when he actually no. uses leadership. Okay. That's how I was he reading gets that. Still, he gets still copy PD and that's good, but it, he just has a ranged leadership. All right, I'm going to put a question mark or an asterisk next to that one because don't do it. I'm doing it. Um, no. But this guy sucks. Um, Omac he doesn't. He doesn't suck. Yes, he does. Uh, Omac. We haven't had an Omac since I think Collateral Damage. Uh, this is an A version. This is a uncommon, which means they're going back to uncommon primes. Oh so, no, they could just do a different color though. That'd yeah, be weird because I don't think they announced. Did they announce the prime um, stats? Or the prime, uh, no, um, they did not. I don't think. We'll have to look back. Um, but he has. Or at least I haven't. I haven't seen a solicit yet. Anyway, he has Omac starts the game on click six once per turn. When Omac, when another friendly uh, Omac is KO'd after resolutions, you may heal Omac two clicks. Omac may heal past his starting line this way. So at 25 points, you're starting with Plasticity, Precision Strike, and Shape Change. And then you go up to some Sidestep and Blades with Empower, some Charge Super Strength. And then if you can get them all the way to click one, you get a Hypersonic Blades with Exploit. So not bad for 25 points if you can uh, uh, KO a lot of your own Omax. <laughs> I think it's just a fun piece again. Like I'll yeah. be looking to get a couple of these guys also. Yeah, that'll be if someone gen. Well, no. Well, I guess if someone can generate this thing, then maybe. Maybe the prime version. Um, all right. Last one I'm going to talk about. 
and then I'll let Ryan and Dan. Uh, we got a shitty Superman uh, again. Eighty-five points or fifty. He only has one power. It's a trait. Superman deals penetrating damage to a character that can that um, they chose for the Justice League team ability. Um, eighty-five points. You're getting running shot, energy explosion with empower. Fifty points. You're getting charge with CCE. Uh, he's trash. Moving on, Mirror Master. Who wants him? Not it. All right, oh, Dan. Oh, all right, lovely. All right, uh, Mirror Master. Where are you? Okay, so he's fifty-five points. His sculpt was actually kind of neat. I'll give it that. Um, he has one special defense power. He is five clicks long. He has the Central City and Justice League Rogues, Secret Society of Supervillains, Suicide Squad, and Assassin keywords. He has improved movement, elevated blocking, and character is not destroyed blocking. He just moves through it. Um, his special defense power, which is on all of his clicks, he also has a click 7, but that's part of the defense power. So it's Super Senses. When Mirror Master uses it and succeeds, after resolutions, he may generate a uh, Mirror Master on click number 7 within range. His range is 4. This game, that character is not scored when KO'd. When Mirror Master uses Super Senses, increase the result by plus one. If one or more adjacent characters named Mirror Master... Oh, sorry, if... Yeah. If more... If, sorry. If one or more adjacent characters are named Mirror Master, protected outwit. So you can't outwit his Super Senses, so it, it, it gets better the, long he go, the longer he goes along. So, um, interesting, I'll say. He has a Suicide Squad team ability. Uh, he starts with Running Shot, uh... Precision strike, the defense power, and enhancement. So he's got full range. I mean, it's interesting. Um, I don't think you'll see competitive play. He'll just be like a fun piece that you'll see on teams. Yeah, he's I think too- the best thing about him is that Suicide Squad team ability and his mirrors not giving up points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because then when they die, they can heal someone basically. Yeah, he's just too many points for what he can do. I mean, if you can get enough of those mirror whatever things and get some enhancements on him he's good but uh i mean i mean you're, yeah but i mean still i don't i just don't think he's that good but he's he's fun and like i said his sculpt i thought was actually pretty neat yeah i'll be collect- i wish he was 50 because then you could actually make somewhat of a fun like the 55 points kind of throws it off a little bit because if he was at least 50 and you wanted to play like three or four of them at least you're at an even point total not what 110 You'd be at 165 and then 215 or whatever, 210, 220, whatever. Um, 50 points would have been better in my opinion. All right. uh, Who wants Manta, who for some reason is five more points than that shitty Superman? (laughs) Um, I can take him. He has a uh, trait undersea salvage, which is a unique modifier free if black manta occupies or is adjacent to water train roll a d6 all friendly characters with the dolphin key or the dolphin symbol modify the listed combat values matching the number on the d6 by plus one until your next turn three through four is an attack five is damage and six is attack and damage uh, he's 90 points or 45 points and each one has that special attack power which is energy explosion precision strike and knockback which is pretty cool uh and then he also has a 
Another trait, which is when a friendly character with the dolphin symbol hits a single equipped opposing character, they may choose to deal a maximum of one damage to that target. If they do, they may equip any equipment equipped to the hit target. So that's a pretty cool trait right there, being able to just steal and equip things off of people. I love this guy. Um, yeah, very the, neat. The, the universal mod, uh, because it's not within line of fire, it's just if you roll a six, all your water people get plus one attack, plus one damage, or just attack through three and four plus damage on a five. Uh, I love this guy. I know Miles will love this guy, because if you yep. team him up with the Aquaman that makes the tentacles, those things are now even more dangerous than they were before. So And he has, and he has wild cards, so he can copy whatever team ability you need as well, obviously. Yep. I don't think you're playing him at 90. He does have some benefits there, but I do like him at the 45 point value more for just like a, I could see a, I could see him playing on the 45, but 90 will be fun too. So yeah. Um, I just, he's kind of got that. If the dinosaurs out there are listening, that contact or in contact with Oracle uh, feet card where you could just perplex anybody on the board. Uh, but for water people, um, I do like this guy a lot. I think he'll be, uh, see some play especially for miles and there is a uh, water map coming out in one of the play at home kit or the play at home kit i believe right finally i think so yeah finally yes we do need the only all water map we really had was that was it flashpoint one yeah yeah the underwater city or whatever thing yeah um last one dan do you want to take solomon grundy born on a monday oh yes i do solomon grundy definitely wants pants uh, let's see. So Solomon Grundy is 70 points. He's a common, so he's not as uh, fancy as I thought he was going to be, but he's pretty cool. Uh, 70 points, dolphin symbol. He's got the Gotham City, Injustice League, Legion of Doom, Secret Society of Supervillains, Brute, Monster, and Mystical Keywords. He has one trait, which is free. If Solomon Grundy occupies Water Train, heal him two clicks. Solomon Grundy, and then there's the double hash marks, and then so, so Solomon Grundy has capital safeguard outwit, so he just can't be outwitted. And then his whole dial, he has sidestep, super strength, and invincible. And he always has the three damage, always has an 11 attack. He has both the uh, Batman enemy and the Injustice League team abilities. So he's he's able to share his attack value. And if he rolls high, he can just keep taking tokens off of himself. So I actually like him quite a bit. Uh, I don't think he's meta, but he just looks like a lot of fun. And just hard to kill. Yeah. Very hard to kill. Um, all right, that is it for the figures that we've seen so far. We got two more boosters. We have not seen a chase, and we've really we've seen a god pack. I don't know if the no, he did pull three super rares with the kite man. So we have uh, we have four boosters. Four boosters? Oh yeah, yeah. Thursday, right. Friday. Sorry, I was thinking two days. Uh, yeah, he's pulled six boosters so far. He has two. So we have not seen a prime yet, and we have not seen a chase yet. Uh, I think a lot of us are wondering, too, because we are having Black Lanterns in the set, will there be a random Black Lantern ring in a booster, or will it be a winnable or something like that? Heck, it might even be a con exclusive for next year or something. You I, you never know what Wizk is going to do with that. Um, but I'm hoping there will be some sort of Black Lantern ring f- to go with those characters. Um, all right, so we're going to talk a little bit about Pulp and... 
what we think are some of the better characters. We, we're not really going to include this set yet, obviously, because we don't know what's all in it. But, Ryan, I saw that you ran a pulp event on Monday. Uh, looks like, if I remember, Matt won. But uh, what yeah. did you – did you guys go super competitive or did you go more casual on Monday? Um, I went relatively casual. I just played a um, like a Defenders Heroes for Hire team with um, the Daredevil – from the spider-man set which is he's 75 points but he does some cool stuff uh and then that new misty knight the new luke cage and the jessica jones from uh the newer set and then also a iron fist from was it spider-man venom absolute carnage because he's got that free attack that he can do based off how many cheat tokens he saves up um, so it was a fun team, but I wasn't going super hard. Matt played um, the, what's his name, that gives out combat reflexes, Manifold. Yep. And, um, I'm assuming he played Blue Marvel? Uh, he did not play Blue Marvel, but he did play the um, Party Thor that does the Pulse Wave and the uh, that gives an action token. Yeah. It was like an Avengers team. so um, It was fun. It, it, sometimes it kind of feels like if you're not playing it's the pieces that do a lot that it's a little bit of a more simple game, which in some t- some cases is nice, but I think it'll be cool to continue seeing what they put out because a lot of these newer common, uncommon, and rares do do a lot of stuff, so I think that it's just going to get more competitive. Yeah, we are doing a pulp event at ours on Sunday. Normally we do th- uh, 400 points for our venue, but we're going to keep it at 300 points um, because there are a lot of lower-pointed figures now with the way the game's going, so we just want to give that a shot. Uh, what what did you play? Oh, no, uh, Christine played the um, Popper version in Florida for your team, Ryan. And yeah, she I did. I remember she played Blue Marble, and I can't remember what else she played. Um, uh, Teen Lantern. She was Scientist, right? Yeah, I think so. She the was Molecule Man, Giganta. That wasn't nerfed yet. Um, oh no, but it wasn't Prime Giganta, right? It was the other one. Correct. Yes, if I remember. Okay. I was gonna say I don't. Know. I didn't know if you could play Giganta Prime uh, in the. No, in you the, can't. In that one specifically. No, that one you could. In spot two, I think she played spot. Yep, she played spots. That's right. Uh, with that she put one, the though, team together, I think, like right before we left. With that one, though, you could play equipment in the new pulp format. It's just uh, characters. You can't do team-up cards. You can't do tarot. You can't do equipment. It's just common, uncommon, and rares. Um, And that's what we're going to do on Sunday. I am still partial to the Mr. Sinister, Dr. Moira Mataggart combo with Scarlet Witch. I like that. I don't think that's the route I'm going to go, though, if I do Popper, just because that is a lot of points. That's over 110 points-ish, I think. You're committed to just having people miss, plus Scarlet Witch. They have, she has to be able to see them as well. Um, and those t- rally tokens can come off pretty quick. So I don't know if that's the route I'm going to go. Um, I've been playtesting with a team that is those three, the rare rogue from Exoswords, with the rare Magneto and the common Wolverine uh, from House of X. I still think that Wolverine is still great for Popper. Um, I've tested it. It doesn't have a lot of damage output, but it does have some. I'm more, and I've always been a fan of the Artie-Julia Powers combo, especially now on smaller maps where 
She just moves 10 for hypersonic, drops Artie in 11 because it just has placed a friendly sidekick that she moved adjacent to after she uses hypersonic, and then he can use his triple target mind control. Um, so I'm kind of dabbling with that. Plus, you also get things like Franklin Richards. You get Valeria Richards, who has the double perplex, and then the pick a power for attack. You've got um, a lot of good human torches out there. Uh, so I do think Fantastic Four does have a nice spot in Pulp. Me, personally, my OCD won't let me play a non-theme team, so that is my disadvantage to all hero clicks in general. Even when it comes to competitive play, it just it doesn't feel natural, I guess is the word, when I'm playing. Uh, one thing I did find out with that team that works really well is if you, because you can still have a sideline, uh, it just depends what you want, but if you put all of the allies that give you plus one attack to X-Men, plus one attack to Fantastic Four, plus one attack to Mystical, yada, yada, that team works well because Artie is in a 12 against a lot of figures, and then so is Julia Powers, which she's a decent attacker as well. She'll She's a 10 hypersonic, 10 attack, 18 defense, so she is now going to be an 11 attack. Um so that's kind of the route I'm going with. I'm also trying to dabble with Brotherhood of Mutants with the swap mechanic from uh, Magneto because I like the fact that he can bring in Tempo because she is Acolyte and being able to turn off people's super senses next to her is really good. It's just there's not, again, a lot of damage output with that team. There can be. I really want to try Exodus again, but he's a lot of points. And I just don't know if Krakow and Revival is the way to go. I'm also playing with Recruiter, but I'm not a big fan of Recruiter because you're just giving points to your opponent as well. Dan. I've had better results with uh, Recruiter over Krakow and Revival. Krakow and Revival just bleeds points. Yeah. Now, real quick, because I kind of know how Recruiter works, but I kind of don't. So what has to happen for Recruiter is you still have one of your characters has to be KO'd first in order to the recruiter to go off and then from your sideline you have to pick a character that is equal points or lower than the character that has been or yeah or is it equal or lower or just it has to be less it has to be be less less. so if a 50 point character dies you can't bring in a 50 point recruiter nope okay that sucks um but and then you instantly give up those points of whatever you bring in so if you bring in a 45 point character then you've already given up those 45 points. The cool thing about that, though, is that you can kind of go all in with that piece, and if they waste points, if they waste attacks trying to kill it, they've already scored the points. So that's where I've had the most luck with it, is that they just kind of leave them alone usually. Yeah, they don't get double points. Like, after they KO that figure, they don't get those points again, right? No, no. Okay. Because I've been trying to think of, like, an Exodus Vulcan recruiter cyclops team so then i can choose like do i want to do crack and revival or do i want to do recruiter i don't know a lot of options out there in pulp dan have you played at all with any kind of pulp teams or figures that you're thinking of using uh yeah i've got a bit of a spider-man family thing going on so uh, i'm really liking uh was it golden oldie as like my, as one of my figures on that team just because she has prob she has the free barrier and uh, she's just hard to kill for 45 points. So, I know Crampton won hit a pulp event that he went to where he played um, 
Camara, which Camara's great. She shoots through elevation, and he teamed her up with Nathaniel Richards. So then she could, or he could give her pulse wave, psychic blast, energy explosion, whatever. And then when she hits, characters can't use stop. And what's a big popular character in pulp that has stop? Deathstroke. So, yeah. or a Blue Marvel or something like that. So Chimera is a great option with Nathaniel Richards. I forget what else he played. I want to say a Blue Marvel. Um, maybe it's on this one pulp build. Let me look here. Yes, it's Louisiana Scott Crampton. So he played Chimera, Mr. Freeze, Red Widow, which is really good for 45 points because she can potentially make three attacks in one turn if she rolls a one or a two on one of her blades. Um, Doctor Strange, that is, I'm assuming, the Cloak of Levitation one. Yep. And then Teen Lantern and Starfire from the um, Battle Pack, Battlegrounds, I think. Uh, which he's crazy good for 25 points. Uh, what he said on his podcast was that a lot of people are using the Watcher to do that 20 defense. Um, so that is a thing. But I really like Fantastic Four, to be honest. And that also has a swap mechanic if you want to do it as well. Um, Ryan, if you were going to do Popper competitively, what are some areas you would go um, I would probably start looking at X-Men, but there's a lot of pieces that I just see that would either make me go unthemed or try to theme it with that. Like I do like Red Widow a ton. Um, that's a piece I've actually played a few times that I really do like. Um, but that Rogue that you mentioned before, you're talking about the one from the main set, right? The Steel Energy one, yeah. Yeah, so that one I like a lot too. So that would be like a piece. I really like that long shot from uh, Rise and Fall that you basically crit hit. Um, if you get a five and you have a rally, I think it is. Yeah, because he can replace the other one with the five to make it a crit. Yeah, so and he's got probably. I really like that um, that long shot a ton too. So I would probably start with X Men and then just see what else I can make work um, for that. I'm not sure when I'll be playing super competitive uh, pulp, but uh, it's something I'll definitely be building for in the future. Now it is important to note that Molecule Man and the Professor X from M. Empire or Rise and Fall? The one that can use swap. Rise and fall. Um, those two are banned from Pulp, so you can't use those. So X-Men is a little limited because you can't do the swapping, but that is important to uh, say it there out loud. Um, yeah, there there's still lots of options. And I like Pulp personally. I think that's my more competitive field is what I would do is just because it's a lot less um, – I, I always call it the bull crap because there's a lot of bull crap with chases and stuff like that. But also it's like the poor man's tournament because a lot of people have those figures and not, and they really can't keep up with the uh, people that have all the figures at their disposal. So I do like pulp a lot uh, for that reason alone. Um, I, I wish I could do it at Gen Con, but I'm only there for a day. And it sounds like there's only like eight spots available in the pulp uh, tournament there. Um, trying to think of what else in pulp is worthwhile. The Luke Cage is really good with um, mm-hmm. him blowing up through barriers. Uh, he is also Fantastic Four, which is great for Fantastic Four. He has the Empower as well. Um, Scientist is a great way to do it because I know, Ryan, you and me have talked about Dr. Psycho from Wonder Woman, who I think oh, yeah, is great. very underused, but that 10 attack does hurt him a lot. 
Uh, he is a wild card, so if you could somehow do like a, a Sinister Syndicate or something like that to bump his, his attack, he is really good. He also has that stop click. Um, yeah, Christine played him too on the scientist team. That's right. That was what she was doing, I believe, with Spot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's Sinister Syndicate. Or, yeah. So then uh, he has a, Spot has a 10 attack, though, so that wouldn't help. We were do, there must have been someone else on the team because there was definitely something that she was doing with the team ability. I'll have to look back at the video I took when I played her and see if I can figure out her old team. Um, the Brain is still really good. Problem is he only has single target. Uh, I think he's 40 points, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 40. Um, so he's good, but he only has a single target, so that's not great, but it is a free action after uh, he has been carried to do something. 35. Um, 35. And does he see through anything? Yeah, characters, characters right? Yeah. Characters? yeah, and he's tiny. And he's tiny. And he has outwit, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he's a good option. Um trying to think of any other big good options out there off the top of my head while i think just being a new format it's going to take a little bit to get some synergy but it's definitely way more open than i think people are already thinking of i think a lot of people are stuck on blue marvel and deathstroke and all that i think uh crampton said at his event like 70 percent of the teams had deathstroke because he's the easy choice because he's really yeah exactly People just need to kind of branch out, just like regular competitive uh, modern stuff too, though. Like people are just so stuck on the stuff that's doing well that they're not being original and going out there and trying to make their own things work. Yeah, they've got the the blinders on where they just see what's been working lately and they don't like the branch off too much. Not that yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. We're not trying to downplay that or anything. Um, but I think you have a lot more um, variation in pulp than you do in competitive right now. Maybe. Yeah. It's less restricted in, in what can do well. Yeah. I mean, heck, that Aquaman that uh, Miles loves so much, he's a pulper. So he could mm-hmm. he could see some good uh, play. He's a warrior and ruler and Justice League. There's plenty of good Justice League people out there. Um, But, yeah, that's uh, it for pulp <laughs> for now. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I do want to get in some questions before I forget uh, before we end the podcast. Uh, so Peter Marshall asks a question. He says, what ne- what negotiation tactics do dads take when they're trying to get time away from the house slash kids to play clicks, asking for a friend? Um, it is hard. I don't know about for you, Ryan. I know your wife loves to play hero clicks, so you have a bit of an advantage from all of us other dads out there. But uh, it is really hard for me a lot to go out and play because if I do have a wedding or something like that on a Saturday, which – leaves the kids home all day with my wife. Then I go out and play clicks on Sunday. That kind of goes her weekend. Uh, And also like the Michigan state championships is next weekend. I wish I could go, but because I'm going to Gen Con two weeks after that, uh, I didn't think the wife would appreciate that much, but if you can go to the Michigan state championship with critical clicks is hosting, make sure you do it. Um, Ryan, you have any tactics to get out of the like? How how, how are you allowed to leave to play on Sundays, but Christine is not? How how did you work that deal out? Um, it's just kind of been okay. She either does something with the kids, or like I'll take uh, my son. Like I'll, I'm taking uh, my son up there on Sunday, this Sunday to play. 
Um, so that makes it a little bit easier too. But the biggest thing is that we play it together. So there's plenty of perks with that. We get to practice competitively pretty regularly, which is nice when we can actually fit it in, I guess. Um, the only downside to that though, is that having to buy second sets of things like all of the tarot cards, all of the constructs, the masters of evil chases, all that stuff gets pretty expensive when I need to buy seconds of those. Um, but it's worth being able to get as much playtime in as I do. Yeah, it's 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 hard to spe- like I don't know how Miles who has 5 kids has a, <laughs> has enough time and a, a loving wife to be able to play as much clicks he can and judging online and going to tournaments in Vegas and everything like that. Um it is a hard balance to do. Like I don't I didn't play at all in June. And after August uh, my September is chock full of weddings, so I don't know how much I'm going to be able to play in September. I know you guys have worlds that you're going down, or no, that's in August. Um, but September, I won't be playing much, right? August. No, September is worlds is September. The 16th, sorry. Um, yeah. So you have that, but I have weddings every Saturday in September, so my clicks opportunities in September are going to be very slim to nothing. Um, you just have to kind of give and take with the wife. You have to do chores around the house or make dinner with her or say, I'll take the kids tonight. You go do something just to kind of balance out that time that you have away with your friends as well. But it balance is, is key. Yeah. yeah. You can't just take, you know, 90% of the free time and leave your wife with 10. You really have to find a way <laughs> to balance it between the two of you. Even if it's just, you take the kids out to the playground while your wife stays at home and watches TV for an hour or something like that. Um, best advice is just, yeah, make the balance work for your free time. Yeah. Trade favors. It works. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and then Eric Adams asks, uh, what's your favorite piece revealed so far in the Scott Porter's unboxing? Um, I'll tell you my worst piece. That's Superman, but my favorite <laughs> piece, um, I mean, I want to say Thunderer, but that's like the easy answer. Probably Black Manta would be my favorite. Ryan, what about yours? Um, I guess he didn't say from the unboxing, so that probably that Superman. <laughs> yeah, the Chase Deceased. Oh, Superman. yeah. Let's say I take that um, back. So if we're if we are <laughs> talking about all the figures, yes, definitely the 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 deceased Superman Chase that we all saw. But I think honestly, just overall looking at all the stuff that's out there, there's tons of stuff that does a lot of unique stuff. So like that Black Manta is super cool. I think it'll be fun to do that Mr. Freeze or the Deadshot. Like all the rares are just very fun. Dan, what about you besides the Superman? Uh, polar, definitely. Polar bear. Polar bear. Yeah, polar bear. I'm the polar. Well, he is an animal, so it's King Shark. But, you know, <laughs> at least it was an animal, so. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what figure you said besides Paul. Uh, it is King Shark, the King super Shark. That's right, King Shark. Um, and so those were the questions on Facebook. One question I did also want to go over, which was put in our Discord, which I thought would be interesting, was by Wesley. And he said, how do you mentally prepare or deal with the mental exhaustion of a clicks marathon? After three games, my brain is mush and I'm physically exhausted. Uh, my dumb butt bought tickets for three days at Gen Con. So that's one aspect of the game. I don't think a lot of people talk about is the actual physical and mental exhaustion of long tournament days. So 
Ryan has probably more experience with this because he plays more competitive than me and Dan. But when I played, first of all, like when I played in the not nationals in 2020 that Brad hosted on roll 20, I was staring at my computer from 10 o'clock in the morning from 10 o'clock at night. So it wasn't as much physical exhaustion as it was like I strain and mental exhaustion but i was done by around like six o'clock and really had to push myself to play those extra games and then in florida when we played in pauper prince and me and my teammate robert got all the way to the final game against uh maddie g and george massu we were playing for i think another 12 hours because i want to say that started at 10 or 11 o'clock and we played a total of eight games because it was five rounds of swiss and then top 16 top 16 three or four games four games 16 eight so yeah i we played nine games and the next day was competitive and i was just done Uh, i played my one game and then i was just like i can't do it anymore i can't think uh, and yeah, there's definitely some carryover too. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the big reasons why I just dropped after the first round because mentally I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't think to the point of like competitiveness, but I still wanted to play, and that's why I decided to do more battle royal. So I guess some of the um, tactics or tips I would give is, um, and our buddy over in Australia, Mork says in the comments, you know, make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you have snacks to eat. That was another big issue that we had in Florida was that right before they did top cut, we had like a 45-minute break, but our food like wasn't even made until like the 45-minute or hour time limit. You didn't, Ryan, you didn't even get your food until you started playing. So, yeah, that was pretty terrible. Yeah, so, so that I didn't wasn't anything before we went on. Yeah, that wasn't on um, the judges or anything. That was on the hotel and the uh, the kitchen because even I just did a simple burger and it took them like forty five minutes to make. Um, right. So make sure you're you're well fed, you're well hydrated. Don't just sit. Get up and walk around. Like if you have an opportunity to stretch your legs out. Um, but yeah, definitely stay fed, stay hydrated, and. Just take breaks. Even if it's just like in between breaks, step outside, get some fresh air, do something just to get away from the game for at least five minutes or so. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Talk about some of the physical and mental exhaustion that you have when you play more competitive teams or uh, events. Uh, I mean, depending on the actual event, usually by game four you feel a little bit, but then starting at game five you can really start feel like you're you need to kind of slow down. Otherwise, you're going to make some stupid mistakes and just start missing stuff. Um, so I usually have a couple monster energy drinks and, uh, if my wife is with me, we usually have sandwiches. So that's a nice helpful, uh, bonus also, but yeah, every round that you play, it just gets a little bit worse. And if you play enough, you make it far enough, then you'll feel it the next day at those big, uh, like three day events for sure. Yeah. Because when you played in Florida, you got the top cut for Pauper Prince And then, again, you got top cut at um, the 300 Modern. And then did you – you didn't make top cut in teams on Sunday, correct? Uh, No, teams we did not. But still, you played, what, seven games Friday, seven games at least on Saturday, and then another four on Sunday? 
Yeah, that sounds right. So you played 18 games in three days. It was a lot. (laughs) And then on top (laughs) of that, with the team sealed, you had to build your team within, what, 30, 45 minutes on top of that after playing whatever it is, all day I, Friday, yeah. Saturday. With, when it's a brick, I've done it twice now, and you just you need more time because you usually you're not even finalized teams yet. Nothing's written down yet. It's just there's you need so much more time. Yeah. We did it at Worlds, and then we did it in Orlando, and there's just not enough time. Yeah. Uh, Dan. Any tips or tricks that you have from when you played competitively at events, like maybe the Kilted Classic or something like that? Uh, biggest thing is I just tried to practice my team as much as I could because that seemed like that helped. If I had like um, some like somewhat strategies down for teams that I thought would be popular, or just even just practicing your team in general and your like positioning on the maps you're trying to play on or whatever, um, it, it definitely helped cut down some of the like mental strain of just playing my team so then I could be attentive to all the other little things. Um, that yeah. was a, that was a big thing for me. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, hydration is obviously a big deal. Uh, just getting that like good night's sleep beforehand is obviously That's like huge. a big deal. So I would definitely like, Hey, if you're, especially if you're traveling beforehand, get your, get your seven, eight hours or whatever you, you feel like you need beforehand. That's a big deal. Cause I think even when we went, what was it? It was still, even though we didn't make top cut, or like we didn't make top, or like we didn't make cut, unfortunately, for the Kilted Classic, it was still, we left at what was that, like 9.30, I think? And I don't think, and I don't think we got back until 7-ish or somewhere around there? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, so, um, I mean, it was still a long day, so yeah, I'd definitely make sure you get your rest the night before. Or if you if it's like a multi day thing, uh, definitely in Florida. I don't know how late I'll be staying up just because I I appreciate my rest. So it depends I if might. you uh, go to the drunken clicks tournament on Saturday or not. And you're, I'll go to like I'll a, go to watch. You're like a David Newmark and don't leave until five o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, you know. But like there were some people hurt in the next day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know how Lucas was even functioning the next day. Because uh, I know I he know played. Porter, I don't know. How, I don't know how Porter was functioning. I'm pretty sure he just didn't go to bed. Yeah, um, but like even when Dan and I went to Gen Con last year, we left at like five or six in the morning. It was a four-hour drive there. I know I play like absolute garbage in battle royals, and usually that's my forte. But I think I played in four or five battle royals and didn't place above second. I maybe got first in one. I'm not sure. But that's why my plan this year is to go the night before. I'm staying in a hotel with a buddy up there, and um, I'll be well-rested, and I'll be able to play all day Saturday. But it was rough because then we had the drive back that night as well. So that was just a long, long day for us. Um, Something else Mork said that really hit home with me is, first one, he said, just have friendly, friendly interactions with your opponents. Don't be like, well, I have to destroy this person. I'm not going to be friendly. You know, just act like he's one of your buddies. Have a fun game with him and don't take it too seriously. That's a problem that I sometimes have is I, when I lose, I don't take it too bad. But when it's a mistake that I made, I'm really hard on myself. So like quick story time. When we played in our win a map, not last Sunday, but the last, I made a dumb mistake against Ryan. 
I didn't bury her up when I should have. He came in with Saki and Prime Spider-Man and kicked my ass, basically, and I was mopey the rest of the day. I really was. And I was just like, I can't believe I did that mistake. You know, I'm a veteran player. I should know better than that, yada, yada. Um, and Mork says, you just, at the end of the day, just remember, it's just a game. You're you're not playing for millions of dollars. It's just a simple game with plastic figurines and dice. Don't take it too serious. Have fun with your opponents, and that's something that I personally have to do much better at is just no matter who I'm playing, joke around with them if I can. Um, there are some really fun players to play out there, like um, I'm trying to think of there. Kenny Minx is really fun to play against. I know, Ryan, you played against him. Um, yeah. Scott Crampton, I played against him once, but it was over roll 20, so I didn't really get uh, get the full Crampton effect against him. Um, I played against Emily. I forget her last name. She's up there in Canada. But uh, she was really fun to play against in Florida. Um, lots of fun. Play- the guys from Giant Reach were really fun to play against. You just have to make sure you're – just having a good time when you play the game and just don't take it too seriously. I think it, and and if a, you run into one of those people that just are not fun to play against, you can't let them bleed into your next games also. Yes. Yep. And there are, just, there, uh, there are some players it. like that, unfortunately, but yeah, just don't let them bring you down. Even if you lose <laughs> against them. Yeah. It's definitely just a let it go situation. It's like, all right, that game was that game and you move on. Yeah. So those are some, I thought that would be a little important to talk. And we can talk about that more in another episode, but I wanted to touch base on that, that Wesley made in our comments. Just biggest thing is have fun, be fed, and be hydrated. And just remember, it's just a game. Go there to have fun, not to win. Um, but also go to win. But also go to yes. win. Yes, also go to win. Um, but, yeah, that is going to be it for today's podcast. We will be back on next week with um, – some other people from the crew. I know Miles and Austin, I believe, have their states coming up, so we're going to have them come on the show and talk. But then we're going to be taking off about two weeks because I can't do it on the 26th, and then I can't do it on the 2nd because I'll be on vacation. Uh, So on the 9th, we'll be back after next week to talk about Gen Con, to talk about states, because we have again, we have our states on the 29th, and then Gen Con on the fifth. So we'll have a lot to talk about um, the second week of August. And also, I know Miles has talked about um, doing some podcasts on his own without me, just in case I can't do it. That they'll record. I just have to teach him how to do the um, OBS and everything like that, and then I can post those episodes. But <coughs> excuse me. Um, but we will have some more podcasts uh, coming up again. We'll be on for sure next week, but then off the next two. And last week, I just wanted to go fishing. That's why we weren't on here last week. Uh, it was a nice day out. I was like, I'm going to go fishing instead. Uh, so that's going to be it for our podcast. Uh, I will be sending out the Patreon winner prizes uh, probably out next week. I still have to contact everybody on Patreon of who won. I will... Uh, post the pictures of this month's patron in a few days hopefully uh, also check out our if you want to be a patron patreon.com backslash clicksing it and become a member uh, if you want some 
cool stuff from our sponsor over Glass Cabinet Hobbies. Check them out and use code CLIXINIT, C-L-I-X-I-N-I-T, for 5% off your purchase. And I think that is it for tonight. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the rest of Scott Porter's unboxing. Good luck at any states that are coming up. And remember, not all superheroes wear capes. Some roll dice. Have a good night.